So I'm a commercial manager. Um, I've just started working for a great company. It's actually a radio station here in Australia. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Since 2013, we've talked with many thousands of people about their career changes, about how they're thinking about work, about what has been great, what has been terrible, and everything in between. So consequently, we get a lot of insight into how how people struggle with career change as well as how they're successful in career change. Something I found really fascinating is when people have been struggling in the wrong career, in the wrong roles that are unfulfilling for many years, not just like one or two or three years, but many, many years, maybe even changing roles multiple times. Over the last 15 years or so, I've pretty much been in the same in the same career, just moving from I don't do any day-to-day transaction stuff now. So I've moved from having to actually make sure the P&L is okay or looking at balance sheets. I hate that. That's not where my my motivation lies. That's Louise McNee. She went to business school. She worked a series of business operations jobs that, as you'll be able to hear, weren't totally satisfying for her. She does a great job explaining how it felt to be unhappy at work and how difficult it was to understand why she was so unhappy or to even explain it to other people like her loved ones. This is incredibly isolating. That sense of loneliness can actually be an obstacle in itself to career change. (laughs) You know, that whole, I'm the only one who feels this way. What's wrong with me? And the truth is that it's a very common experience. Louise talks about that lonely feeling later on in this episode. So stay with us. It's something that anyone thinking about career change absolutely needs to hear. Here's Louise explaining where everything started out for her. So I started out, and it's quite a sad story, really. When somebody asks you what you want to be when you're when you're little, I um, and I don't actually know why, but I said I wanted to be an accountant. Really? Um, yeah. Is, <laughs> are you the only one in the world that said that when you were? You- <laughs> I believe so, and I don't know whether I should admit to it or not. But I think I was about age six. And um, like my my background, I'm the first in my family to go to university and yeah. to do professional qualifications. So I don't really know where this idea came from, but I used to enjoy counting. My mom and dad used to collect copper coins, and I used to enjoy counting then. So I don't know where that came from. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's quite sad. You know, I didn't want to be a you know a hairdresser or you know any of those. Like, other exciting jobs that people yeah what are, do. what are the ones people that i don't know uh, i want to i want to be an astronaut i want to be a firefighter yes. i want to be a doctor i want to whatever else and you know i i said uh, accounting in jest i actually know a bunch of people that absolutely love accounting i don't personally and i don't have the strengths that are very suitable for accounting but i think that that's super cool and i love how unique that is that you know 8 years old you're like 
<laughs> I, I want to be an accountant. I probably could have told you what one did, but um, yeah, that's how I started. So I kind of, I did, uh, you know, business studies at university, yeah. went through, and I've had a very linear career path. Um, and there's probably wasn't a huge amount of thought into my path. Um, and I mean that in terms of, I was just in that traditional, you get a job, you work hard, you get promotion, you move up, you do a slightly different job. And that's kind of what I've done. So I started off um, studying CMA, so Chartered Management Accountants. Yeah. And I just moved through roles of, you know, with job descriptions of management accountant, financial accountant. And yeah, I just did that. Every move was a was a promotion and a chance to do new skills. But over the last 15 years or so, I've pretty much been in the same in the same career, just moving from, I don't do any day-to-day transaction stuff now. So I've moved from having to actually make sure the P&L is okay or looking at balance sheets. I hate that. That's not where my my motivation lies. So thankfully that's all moved away. That's been, you know, learned, done, helped me to be where I am today. And now it's moving towards the strategic and the real business conversations. When did you realize, I'm curious, like where along the way did you have some of those realizations that, you know, going from, Hey, I'm eight years old and want to be an accountant to moving into it and starting to realize that I actually don't really like the balance sheet type stuff. Do you remember, do you remember any specific moments where you had that realization? No, I just think looking back, there's, I just knew that there was parts of my job that really frustrated me. And, um, it's, there's probably no specific moment and it's probably, um, maybe only over the last three to four years that I've really thought about why do I get frustrated or what's not motivating me? And then it's kind of, I just don't like that day to day. Um, cause the situation may change, the industry may change, but what you're actually doing doesn't change. So for me, I just got really bored. So after you recognized that you were getting bored, then what, what happened from there? Cause it says, you sounded like, you know, that was three or four years ago at this point. And what, what ended up happening from there in your career as you acknowledged, Hey, look, this, this kind of sucks. And I don't want to do this forever. It uh, might be somebody's gig, but it's probably not where I want to spend the vast majority of my time. What, what happened at that point? Yeah. So, um, the, the first time I started thinking about this, it probably, or definitely wasn't in the way I think about it now. So, it was right. Okay, I this is boring me. It's not happening for me. Let's just go and do it somewhere else. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be completely different in a new in a new business. Um, so I had an opportunity to work for a company which um, the role had never existed before. So um, it was a a startup element of a huge corporate global company, and they'd never needed somebody locally. Um, to look at the stuff that I look at. So I kind of thought that that would be a nice avenue to um, move away, try something different and see if I could, you know, craft that wall myself um, and make it do what I want to do. And I was promised that it would be a mix of the transactional and strategic. Yeah. So I was like, this is great. You know, it's the perfect opportunity for me to, you know, get that experience and really up 
um, the um, what I can say to people that this is what I do and really prove that I do more than the typical accountant. Um, didn't actually work out that way. I was going to um, ask you how, to, how it happened <laughs> in reality. It sounds like there's a there's another shoe dropping here someplace. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know, and this is a uh, it was a huge learn for me as well, and it has really made me since when I've had interviews with other company, it's really made me go to that thought of um, you interview the company as well; they just don't interview you. And it's it, it, the lesson for me that really helped in the fact that, you know, I really needed to draw down into a bit more detail because while the intention was there, they just went at the stage right, to have that person who was ready to do what I wanted to do and which I'd kind of done throughout my career. You know, it's always been a part of my role to do the the challenging, the asking the questions, the looking at things a slightly different way. Um, but yeah, day, it seemed the day-to-day dragged me down more than I thought it would, or more than they thought it would as well. Um, and that, um, it also wasn't a very good environment. And it's the first time I think I've been in an environment that I really struggled with. A lot of people have been working together for a long time, had been in similar industries for a long time. And so their thought patterns had kind of automatically convened. And so, you know, I come in, I've worked for multiple different industries. I've changed jobs quite regularly. Yeah. Um, and so I come in with a whole new different um, set of thoughts and ideas and ways of seeing things. And I don't think they were quite ready for some of my <laughs> some of my questions. So you had infiltrated the club, and you've got all of these new different experiences, and and everything else that goes along with it. And at that point in time, it sounds like they they were less than what you'd hoped for receptive. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. Yes. So that was the first time that I let um, Korea is very very important to me it's um it's probably i've only realized this after working with lisa over the last year or so i put so much weight on my career it kind of defined me in a way Uh and i think some of that might be because of my you know upbringing and the fact that i'm the only one to have done this thing so me you know nobody else has made me feel this way but i've put it on me you know that i had to be great at this i had to know what i was doing you know i had to constantly you know progress um and that i would just be this one that had it all sorted and this was the first time that i went oh i don't actually like this and i don't know if i want to be doing this anymore that is so interesting if i might ask you about that for just a second because i think it's fascinating that when we and I've very much done. I've done this a lot of different times in my life too, where I will define who I am in some ways by what it is that I'm doing at that particular time. Often it is also with my career, and it's interesting how that can cause you to, in some cases, like stay stay in a place longer than you probably should have. So I'm yes. curious was that the was that what happened there as well? Because it sounds like at some point you recognize that. But uh, is how did how did you think about that once you started to realize that hey this is this this definition of myself is um, is causing some less than desirable pieces? 
Yeah, there's probably two things to it. One is, um, you know, you just tell yourself, suck it up. You yes. know, you kind of just, <laughs> yeah, you just, absolutely. you know, you're in a really good position compared to other people. You know, your salary is great. You're working for big name companies. You've had progression. You know, when you go and speak to people, um, it's taken me a long time to kind of be, um, be able to, um, be proud of my achievements and be able to sell them to people rather than underplaying them. Um, so it kind of like, oh, just what are you complaining about? You know, this is just, you've got it all. Don't just get over it. It just must be a, a, a phase that you're going through. And then the other side of that is I just really did not know what another option was or what, what I wanted. So, um, and that was one of the hardest things. And so even from this role, I moved again to another company and did almost exactly the same role. Yeah. I, I still went through that it must be the company. It's the company that's making me feel this way, not the actual role. But because I just did not know what else to do. I did not know if there was another career out there for me. I did not know. I didn't know how to get out of it. So I just stayed in it. What was that? What was that like? Because that's, you know, still semi-recent for you. Mm -hmm. But what was that like being in that particular place where you didn't, didn't know but realized that something's wrong yeah really hard because i happened again in the role afterwards so this was two roles in a row that i was having these feelings and i i was so felt so trapped and it really impacted um you know i'm normally a happy bubbly person um my friends would say that I'm always up for a laugh, you know, I'm the one that kind of, you know, will try and look on the positive side. And I went the complete opposite. I was a nightmare. I wasn't quite married at the time, but my poor husband, um, I've never cried so much because I just felt completely trapped and not knowing what to do. And um, as well as uh, I normally pride myself on being the tough one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So for me to just, I just, and I couldn't even tell him at point why I was crying because when you're trying to articulate to people why you're feeling, how you're feeling, if you're trying to give examples, I found a lot, they sound really minor when you're trying to give examples because it's hard to explain to people why you're feeling the way you are. It's just when you add it all up together in a, in a big bucket, and it's obviously making you feel so bad, but I found it really hard to not only understand myself, um, but also to explain to other people. So I felt like it was in a cycle of, I didn't have anybody or I felt like I, people, I wasn't explained to people well enough so that they could help me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, it, it's hard to, it's hard to understand. I mean, for, let's be honest, even when you're in it and you're experiencing it, it's hard to understand for yourself to be able to, yes. to to really truly get what's what's going on, um, let alone be able to help other people understand as well, because in some ways too, especially if you have done well and you know you've you have been continuously moving up, up the the ranks, you've you've done a lot of things that most people would look at from the outside and say, "Wow, she, you know, she 
got an amazing, amazing life and career and everything else along those lines. And it is difficult to be able to articulate that in a way that really helps people understand what's going on from the inside, looking out. Yeah, especially because people, you know, everybody, uh, I, everybody gets days where, you know, they hate their job or things are not going well or they might be a bit lower than they yeah. normally are. Yeah. Um, it's just hard to kind of tell people that that's how you feel almost every minute of every day. And um, I felt like my energy, I was just taking all of my energy just to get through the day, never mind thinking about what I wanted to be doing and how to get out of <laughs> yep. it. That, that was way past me because it was such hard work to get up in the morning, get in the car, drive to work, do a full day at work and get home and feel like I'd managed to get through the day. We, we see this really interesting phenomenon as we work with people over the years. And we see that for that exact reason, it really starts to compound. And actually, it, it turns an already complex and frustrating problem into an even much larger and more complex one, too, because not only are you doing exactly what you described, like you're in a, you're in a role where it's totally zapping your energy, and at the same time, it's difficult to be able to explain it to other people, understand what is going on, but then even trying to think about what to do about it after you've already you know, spent day after day after day where your energy is zapped and is taking all of, all of those pieces of you, then it turns into this bit of a cycle where, uh, and we call this the stuck cycle again and again, but I'm curious what, what happened where you decided, look, I've got to do something differently and what how did you begin to get out of this? Yeah, I think um, I've always been a pretty, my personality, I've always been really big into you know, self-development, doing other things, challenging myself. So I do naturally have that mindset of um, I don't like to sit and complain about stuff Yes, and not do something about it. That's yes. just me. Um, but I think um, one of the, and it's quite this um, uh, being completely open and it's quite vulnerable for me to be open. I was out with, uh, for dinner with my husband. Let's say we weren't um, married then, but we were planning the wedding and I was crying in the restaurant. <sighs> yeah. And it's like, wow. this is not what life is. This is not, you know, we're trying to plan the wedding. I've got so many exciting things to be looking forward to. Why am I crying in a public restaurant, embarrassing me? And uh, you know, my poor husband didn't know what to do. <laughs> he he sounds like <laughs> that is the ultimate test, by the way. Clearly, you've got a good guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he's uh he's been he's been very good. And I think it was really hard for him as well because when we met, as I say, I've always portrayed that I've got things sorted. Yeah. You know, career is really important. Yeah. And so he saw a change from the person he met to somebody who was really strong, knew where she was going, had everything in her sights, um, enjoyed life to this person who's like, why are you crying again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. He still married me, so um, <laughs> Thankfully, he's de he's definitely a good one. <laughs> That's funny. There's there's a test. Might be hard to duplicate that exact exact test, but if you find yourself in that place and they react this way, you know you've got a yes. good one. <laughs> yeah, and uh. it took him. Um, you know, he really tried to 
understand he he does a similar role to me now um yeah. he came through it in a different way he did the audit background i've never done audit um so it, i think in one way it was harder for him to understand because he does that role he was having the same experience as me but it wasn't impacting him in the way that it was impacting me mm. and i just got to that point where i thought this is not me this is i've been crying on friends i've been crying on mark i um down the line but i can remember lisa and i had our um, mock interview session booked in yeah and i just derailed it completely because the minute she said hello i burst out crying so to give people a little <laughs> bit of context um at at some point along the way, as you recognize that you wanted to make changes, we we got the pleasure of working with you and Lisa, who's one of the coaches on our team. And you can hear Lisa's story actually back in episode one forty seven. Um, you you got to work with Lisa and uh, through our career change bootcamp program, right? Yes, I did. Um, so, and it took me a while to get to that point of asking for help. Um, what, what, what took that? Um, what do you, what did you perceive as the hardest part to get to that point of asking for help? Like you're talking about. Um, so I think for me, it's just, um, I thought I had to figure it all out myself. You know, it's that kind of vulnerability and saying to somebody, I didn't actually know and, um, being open. And, um, so for, for months, I listened to the podcast on my way to and from work. I'd be uh, listening and be thinking, yeah, this sounds really great. This is something I definitely need. But actually, you know, writing that email or making that step to actually say, I need this, um, was somehow really hard for me. Um, so I remember having a, um, but as I said, I, I've also got that fundamental part of me that doesn't just like to let things carry on. Once I know that something needs to be changed, um, I will kind of know I need to change it. And I was one of my, um, my younger brother, he's only a few years younger than me, but he said something to me once, which always resonated with me. Yeah. Um, he, he said, um, things might not work out the way you want them to work out, but you've never not done what you wanted to do. You've always found a way. You've just got to be, remember that it might be a different way to what you want, wanted it to be. Mm. And that, you know, for, that I don't know if my brother um, knows how much that's resonated with me and stuck with me. And so for me, that was that, right, okay, I know I need to change. I know I need help. I can't do this on my own. Um, and, you know, I have to let my pride maybe is not the right word, but I have to let that go a little bit and say to somebody, um, I need help. So I actually took a, I think I had a few conversations or I got in touch um and discussed working on career change bootcamp and then I got a little bit of the cold feet and I backed off yeah. <laughs> and uh, I went on holiday and then just the thought of actually going back to work after that holiday um it was like I can't do it I don't I've only been away for two weeks but this no I really need to be serious about this now and do something about this and that's when I um, finally thought right I'm committed I'm gonna get some help and that's when I signed up for career change bootcamp that is that is so interesting, and I think that that is so real world. And I appreciate you sharing that because a lot of times that's that's how it happens for most of us. It happens in stages. It's not like this epiphany at the top of a mountain 
I don't know, after whatever. And all of a sudden, like we, we know what we're going to do and we know how we're going to get help and we know how we're going to like make it all happen and everything else along those lines. That really happens in those, um, smaller realizations. And then that event leads to another event and another event. And then yeah. all of a sudden we're at the point where it's like, okay, I've got to do something, <laughs> but it's all of the other pieces that got you to that point as, as well. So I, I so appreciate you sharing that. What, what do you feel like, um, as, as you went through and as you started, after you made that commitment of, Hey, I have to do something and I've got to, I've got to double down on this. Um, what was that like for you as you were, as you made the commitment and to making the change and, um, and putting even more time and effort into that? What happened from there? Yeah. So I think for me and kind of makes sense now after I've done, you know, strengths find down, worked out my strengths. Once I'd actually made the commitment and the ball was rolling, I felt like a, a weight had been lifted off purely because I was doing something. Um, so rather than sitting in my head, you know, brain going over time, constantly thinking, but not knowing which way to go, even just the simple act of saying, right, okay, there's, I have a path. There's a, there's a structure to this and I have somebody there to help me through this. It really made me feel like there is a way out of this. Um, so even just the beginning was like, okay, I can do this. You know, it kind of, it was still, I was still feeling a bit nervous about opening up and, you know, um, sometimes you feel like you have to have all the answers and you, you know, you have to have the right answer. Yeah. And so, um, and I didn't, and I still don't have all of the answers. I wish I had all the answers. That would be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of, you know, I had to open, you know, get used to opening myself up to that and, um, you know, being asked a question and not knowing how to answer and having that awkward, oh, I actually don't know. This is going to take me a long time to think about it. But um, knowing that there was a structure and the path and there was actually activities to take and also knowing that I really felt like I had Lisa in my corner. You know, it was somebody who completely understood what I was going through. So when you're talking to um, somebody like Lisa and uh, the rest of your team, you don't have to go through the preamble of why you're feeling the way you're feeling. They just get it. You know, that you've worked with so many different people, you've had some of the same thoughts yourself. So it kind of cuts out a lot of that initial, um, you know, introduction of why are you doing this? And you can start off on the whys and, you know, the reasons why, the what are the actual, you know, real details that are making you feel the way you feel um, to get you, you kind of get into it straight away, which I think was great because. Once I thought I was actually doing something, you know, one of, um, I like execution is one of my actually moving forward and getting things done and focus and finishing a task at the end of the day Yeah, is, um, that's what I figured out. What makes me, what makes me work. And it doesn't matter what task it is. It could be anything, but you're going to make it happen. Yes. (laughs) As long as I feel like I've been productive in the day um then that's me going to bed feeling like i've had a good day and so the program helped me to know um okay there's stuff to do you know there's um the you know the strength finders test to do is the exercises on you know planning your day what your ideal day would be um you know what parts of your job do you like what parts do you don't like and then even taking it further than that and you know outside of your career as well you know what do you enjoy doing and um I went through 
a couple of different notebooks. Um, I just wrote everything down and I, it took me a while to get used to it. But looking back now, I liked, I liked the fact that Lisa would ask me a question and I wouldn't be able to answer it. And I'd have to go away and really, really think about it rather than what, being what, a, what's an a example of that? I'm super curious. What do, do you remember any examples of that? What's, what's one time where that happened where Lisa had asked you a question and you had, you're like, I don't, I don't know. Let me, let me think about that. Just the, well, the first one is what would you do if you weren't doing what you were doing now? <laughs> yeah. Complete, complete blank for me, complete and utter blank. And I, that meant I really had to go down into the detail of what it is. Um, I don't, I didn't dislike my, the entire of my role and what I was doing day to day. I had to get down into, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't specifically task related. The task related part is the easy part. Uh-huh. Um, I think you can, you can almost say quite easily, I don't like doing that particular task in a day, whether it be standard reporting or, you know, admin type work or whatever it may be. It was more the, um, the interactions with people and what is fundamentally um, not working? So, and, and to be honest, um, one of this thing, um, one of these things, have only just clicked with me recently. Yeah. <laughs> and it's for Lisa probably told me at the time, but you know, when your brain's working overtime, it's taken a while to click in. Because I am so, my strengths are so in. You know, uh, I'm on the learner side. I feel like I have to learn constantly. Yep. Um. So doing the same role but for different companies wasn't enough for me because even though I was learning about different industries there was no real different thought process mm, yes that's, that's super same, interesting it's the same discussions so for you then was it was it that it was um not not the right continuous scope or not the right level of challenge in terms of learning or not the right what was it about that that type of learning as opposed to the type of learning that was that is really good for you it's it was because it was there was it felt like there was no real development in the learning Mm. so it was um yes my i i was learning about a different situation but when you're doing the role that I do, your brain works in a certain way. And so my brain was always working in that way. It was find the problem, find the root cause, see who it's impacting, see which um, you know people you need to talk to to get it changed. What are your options? And so while the situations may have been very different, it was the same process going through so um you know you might get a few curveballs thrown in from a like, technical point of view or somebody throws in something different but it doesn't change that thought process for you if that about explaining that very well yeah that makes a that makes a ton of sense and, and i think and so, that i wanted you to dive into that one because i'm always curious about other people's perspectives but i think that that's that's something that's uh, a bit of a commonality with many of the many of the people that listen to happen to your career, a lot of us are very, very interested in learning and need that measure of learning in uh, in different ways. In some, in some cases, actually, in different ways, in a lot of cases, compared to the average person. 
So I, I so appreciate you taking the time to detail that out. So here, here's a different question though. And I'm super curious, you know, you, you ended up working with, with Lisa and had a lot of these realizations along the way. What, what caused you or what do you feel like allowed you to make the most headway on this aside from some of the realizations that, uh, that you had, because now you're in this new role and it didn't happen by magic. It was, it was a <laughs> bunch of hard work. You and I, before we hit the record button too, said, Hey, when you're in the moment, it really just feels like a lot of hard work in some ways. Right. Yes. It does. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think um, the real realization and this was, um, this is where Lisa was um, worth her weight in gold. Um, it was the realization that okay, I don't have to go from a bad situation to the perfect situation straight away. Mm. I just wasn't in that place, you know, going back to my mental and emotional state, trying to do so. I did go and I spoke to, you know, 10 or 20 people in the areas I thought I wanted to do in the companies I wanted to work with. I was, I was doing all of that. And that's actually, um, I'll probably come back to that later. That was really, really beneficial for me, but it wasn't getting me to into a good place. Um, and so a conversation with Lisa was, right, okay, how do we get you into a, pair, a place where you can then start thinking about that? Because um, going from that to that is not working. You, my, my brain could not cope with the the thought process of I needed to get out of my mental state of where I was at the moment. I needed to get out of a company that and a role that wasn't making me fulfilled and was perpetuating this, you know, negative vibe. And so that was where the planning of, okay, so what's really important to you really came into place. So for me, um, there was a couple of um, key buckets. So when you look at you know, culture of a company, location of a company, whether there's um, a different type of industry, whether, um, you know, flexibility plays a part. And also for me, I'm a big, I have a, a huge social conscience. So I do um, quite a fair bit of um, mentoring through charities for either uh, young Very females cool. who might have had it tough. Um, and also I've got one um, one charity that works here in Australia. It's the opposite. It's the overachievers. And these overachievers Amazing. just I need somebody. I have not somebody. heard of that one. What's the, what's the name of that one? I'm so curious now. <laughs> it's called Aim for the Stars. And uh, they give um, uh, grants or sponsorships to females who are doing really amazing things in their field. And it could be any field. It could be musicians, scientists. Um, they did have one lady who wanted to be the first commercial female pilot um, in Australia. Um, or there was a particular re- thing that she wanted to hit, the sport. But because these people are so good at what they do, um, I think they've realized that they still need help. They still need someone to talk through with things with. And, you know, they, they have those, they maybe have doubts more than other people because they are aware of what they need to do. Yes. So I, um, so I, that for me, that social conscience, um, in a company was a big thought. So, um, 
the work with Lisa really helped me narrow down. And so we kind of, um, we decided that the best route for me at the time was to get myself into a really good company that ticked off uh, those items. Yeah. And then we can potentially think about longer term, see how I feel about the role in a new company that does tick off those items. So um, it kind of, everything um, flowed through. I went to speak to, um, you know, lots of different people and I spoke to people in charities and foundations and worked out really quickly. That wasn't the avenue for me um, because they have a lot of, transactional day-to-day niggly frustrations that would just move me from having that scenario somewhere to somewhere else yes um plus uh the you know the pay the salary isn't um exactly where i needed it to be um i had conversations with people who we were started talking about where i might want to go and there was one lady who asked me to create a pitch deck and she really worked with me and Lisa worked on me as, with me as well to kind of create this five or six page deck that would explain who I am, what I want very uh, succinctly, but also in the most effective, strong way. Yeah. And all, all these things really help get towards, you know, I was applying for jobs and I was going for some interviews and I was in the interview and it all helped me to sell myself better in that interview, but it also helped me to recognize, oh, I don't think I want to work here. You know, I'm going to be moving again to a company where it might not be the right fit for me. Um, And so at the end of last year, so I've only been in my current role for just under three months now. Uh, at the end of last year, this opportunity came up and it kind of excited me from a company perspective. As I said, being a radio station, um, it's got that different vibe. And so yes. I've got myself into a situation now where I've probably ticked off um, five of my main things my and boxes of what a company location, the culture needs to be for me. Um so uh, the culture in the radio station is amazing. Everybody's really friendly. Um, it sounds so small, but I was in the kitchen making myself a cup of tea and people were coming up and introducing themselves to me, saying, welcome, we haven't seen you before. Whereas in past companies, I've been in a situation where people were just walking past each other without smiling. Oh, straight, <laughs> straight on by. And you, you know what? Yeah. That's, that is, so here's what I think people might, gloss over as they're listening to this or might not realize is that to be able to get to that level of specificity in terms of what you are looking for in a role to be able to recognize that uh, in advance, hey, this this organization and this opportunity really does check off a huge amount of these boxes, especially some of the most important ones to me. It is no small effort to get there. And um, I think it's, it's, I wanted to call that out just one to say kudos to you because it is the hard work that most people on the face of the planet will not do because it is difficult and it is challenging and it is, um, <laughs> it is, it is thought work and it, it is hard to do alone too, let alone even mm-hmm. with somebody, you know, working with somebody like Lisa makes it possible, but it's, it's still a challenge, right? So I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah that to be lost on, on people, but at the same time, you know, really, really nice work recognizing that. And I love 
what you pointed out earlier that you know what it's it, it's about each individual step and it can't be about going from going from the place where you're at to the absolute perfect thing one because there yeah. is no absolute perfect thing out there there's um <laughs> perfection is is the enemy of a lot of different <laughs> things and in fact you know we just on a recent episode with uh Caroline another another coach on our team episode 226 we dug into that bit on perfectionism but here's here's what i'm curious about you know after going through all of that what what advice would you offer people that are in that same place that you've been where maybe they've changed changed roles a couple of times and and found themselves close to back in the in the same place or maybe they're realizing for the first time that i really do want something more and it is okay for me to want something different than than where i'm at what what advice would you give those people yeah, I um, I would say you have to take the pressure off yourself, and it's easier said than done sometimes. But it's, I think, and we, it's we all put the pressure on ourselves. I think in a lot of situations, it's not other people putting the pressure on us; it's us putting the pressure on ourselves. So, take the pressure off, but really think about. Um, I found because. You have to think about not just the role, but the people. You've got to think about everything. Because I remember when I did the, you know, what does your ideal day look like? Um, I felt like I was being a bit spoiled by saying certain things. <laughs> you know, I want to mm. be able to, you know, wake up whatever time in the morning I want to wake up. And I want to be able to have a cup of tea in bed <laughs> before I go to work. And um, really get down into those details because – it's not those, for me, I find that it's not those details as such that will make you, you know, having a cup of tea before you go to work in the morning is not going to make you figure out what's going on. But yeah. you, find a, you find a pattern um, in what you actually really need in your day to get, to get you know, through the day in the most positive, um, fulfilled way. So, um, you know, for me... I needed to know um, what kind of people I wanted to be around. And so, yeah, I would say take the pressure off, really get down into the detail. Um, and one of the things for me, um, excuse me, <coughs> uh, was kind of realizing that potentially, which is so different from where I was, when I've made I come from making career everything. Yes. yes. Um, I've now realized that for me, career can't be everything. Interesting. That is, so what I would love to wrap up on that. Why, why is that? How, what, what is it? What, what does it need to be in your, your particular life? So in career for me, or my role is the, it's the, well, take the fundamentals out of the way. It's what's going to pay me to make me be able to live. It's going to have, um, I do need a bit of structure in my day. So it will give me a bit of structure in my day. It will get me around people. I do need to be around people. I need to have those conversations. I'm not one who could, I love working from home um, every now and again on my own, but I really need that connection. Yeah. But it's, um, for me, knowing, especially because I'm in the same role that I've been doing over the past couple of years, um, 
it gives me that comfort of I know what I'm doing. Yes, I'm going to get new challenges, but it's probably more challenges of how to influence people or how to make people go a certain way or think about things differently. Um, it gives me that stability to then uh, experience and explore other parts of my life that are really important to me. Um, so, um, as I said, you know, I've got that social conscience. So, I I'm going to pick up another mentee. So I'm going to, if I've got the time, if I've got a role that's, you know, at the moment, um, thankfully I can do, you know, not quite, but I can do nine to five. Um, so that gives me so much time then to then spend time to help other people that at one point I thought would be good to go down as a career, but I don't think it is the right career for me, but I can still get it in my life now because I've got the time and I've got the energy. Um, from a learning perspective, I've always, I've had it on my list to be, I used to be fairly, um, fluent in French, um, but I haven't yeah. spoke French for about 15 years. Um, we're going on holiday, um, to France in September. So I now have a goal that I want to be fluent, um, by September. So I have oh, now got amazing. the time to speak to, uh, I'm now having lessons. That and is so, very cool. I, I feel like I've got myself into a situation where I'm in a healthy state and I've realized that I can get fulfillment through other areas and not just through work. You know, I've got the time to spend with my husband and with my friends and be there. You know, I live in Australia and my family are in the UK, so I have to make a lot of effort to keep in touch with family and friends um, but I'm in a position now where I can do that and I can feel good about what I'm doing and I'm, I am getting what I need mentally. You know, I'm learning. I've got the comfort of work in a role that I feel comfortable doing. It's a new, it's a new company. So obviously I'm still in that stage of, um, everything's new and I'm kind of trying to settle in, but I, I feel like there's three or four different streams of my life now that I can work in. And um, my company is setting up a foundation, um, it's a social foundation. Um, so you never know where that might go. I can hopefully spend a lot of time towards that as well. And then that links my, my kind of my desire to do good in the world in my workplace. Hey, many of the stories that you've heard on the podcast are from listeners that have decided that they wanted to take action and taken the first step of having a conversation with our team to try and figure out how we can help. And if you want to if you want to implement what you have heard and you want to completely change your life and your career, then let's figure out how we can help. So here's what I would suggest. Just open your phone right now and open your email app and I'm going to give you my personal email address scott at happentoyourcareer.com. Just email me and put conversation in the subject line. And then when you do that, I'll introduce you to the right person on our team and you can have a conversation with us. We'll try and understand your goals and what you want to accomplish in your career, no matter where you're at. And we can figure out the very best way that we can help you and your situation. So open it up right now and send me an email with conversation in the subject line. Scott at happenedyourcareer.com. What happens when you have a job that seems prestigious? Most people love to have it, but you can't stand it. 
The work culture was pretty toxic. I didn't feel good about the work. So my first best day was the day that I decided I needed to leave that job. That's Jackie Yerby. She is what the kids of today would call a boss. She's had a series of very prestigious, high-impact roles in public policy, although not all of them are fulfilling. And this is a fascinating aspect of career change in itself. We have shared a lot on the podcast about looking past what other people do to change careers or what other people think is fulfilling and trying to identify what you want and what you find fulfilling, even if it makes other people say, really, are you sure? Well, it turns out that Jackie's career brought her into some high-powered circles of people who had very specific ideas about what it meant to be successful. And Jackie felt like she had to meet their standard. Keep an ear open during this episode for Jackie's explanation of how she escaped other people's expectations and focused on what actually made her feel fulfilled. All that and plenty more next week right here on Happen to Your Career. Make sure that you don't miss it. And if you haven't already, click subscribe on your podcast player so that you can download this podcast in your sleep and you get it automatically. Even the bonus episodes every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Until next week, adios. I'm out.